Hey peeps, welcome back to the Growth Lab podcast. I'm your host, Matt Harris, and I run the Growth Lab, a lead generation consultancy for commercial cleaning businesses. In today's episode, we bring an international perspective to the Growth Lab podcast as I chat with Daniel Valverde, who runs a residential cleaning company in Puerto Rico. This is a different format to previous episodes of the Growth Lab podcast, as Daniel's interview has been recorded in two parts. This is the first part where we discuss everything from Daniel's origin story growing up in Puerto Rico to moving to the United States and learning English while serving tables in restaurants, being promoted to earning hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in corporate restaurant sales, starting an e-com business and being diagnosed with cancer, all before launching his cleaning business. In the second part, which goes live next week, we dive into how Daniel started his cleaning business, built his team, acquires staff and customers and collects social proof. We had a great chat and I'm really excited to share both episodes with you. So sit back and listen to part one of my interview with Daniel Valverde. Ready? Let's dive in. Hey, Daniel, uh, thank you very much for uh, joining us on The Growth Lab. So look, we normally start the episode with uh, getting all the guests to tell us a little bit about their backstory, um, how they got into starting their own cleaning business. So why don't you tell us how you got started? Because I, I can tell that it's going to be a very interesting story. So let's go. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm actually originally from Peru. I'm the youngest of five people uh-huh. raised by a single mother in Peru. My grandfather in Peru and his brother started one of the first printing companies in Peru. Oh, wow. So before I was born, uh, my mom, actually, he did really well with this printing company. Like They did really well. So he was like a very affluent man. Like He bought two houses next to each other. My mom and he had five. I mean, he, he my mom and her brothers were five of them. And they're like, they were all taken care of really well. Like he would like, he wasn't known in the community. He would go around and like buy Christmas presents for all the kids and during the season and things like that. But I, actually, this comes from second hand to me, but he lost everything. Oh, so wow. uh, there was like a partner that he worked with that actually ended up screwing him over. So they lost everything. Yeah. By the time I was born, my mom was super poor. Uh-huh. Single mom has five. There were five of us. We were all living in one of those houses that he bought, but uh, he couldn't work anymore. Uh, he only tend to his garden, but they lost everything. So like I grew up super poor, though I didn't know I was poor. I only found out I was sure. poor when I was like, later on in life, and I, I just like you know figured it out. You know, oh shit, looking back, oh, I was poor. Yeah, because yeah. during the time, like the five of us were always like have fun. We always had something to do. Like you know, we entertain each other. You know, like we play like cards and things like that. It was like it was always fun. So. It you yeah. know. Your mum did My, her best then, I guess, to, you know, make sure that regardless of the situation, you were... Yes. Uh growing up with the, the necessities, right? Yes, yes. And my mom is like a very smart woman and she was a very tough uh, woman, but she also uh, trusted us, uh, trust us a lot. Like we, we didn't have like a, uh, a curfew. We would go out, we would, we would play and then we'd come back at our own time, but we actually never really stay out really late. We like, we never did any drugs, even though like it was like really close to us all the time, but we just like decided not to do it. My yeah. mom was like, a, I don't know, like a very stern, very smart woman. They knew how to raise the five of us. So my dad, he left early on to look for the American American dream. Supposedly he was going to come to the States and he was going to provide to us from this. But that took actually a really long time and it only lasted for a very short period of time. Okay. So when my brother, the oldest one, had the chance to to migrate to to New Jersey, he took it. So when he was like about 19 years old, he migrated. Then he did what my dad was supposed to do. So he started sending the money. He helped us out. So we started like progressing life thanks to him. What was your brother doing? uh, He came to New Jersey and he started working in a restaurant as a busser, then a, a food runner and then a waiter. So he just work all the time in the restaurants and he will send money to us. 
you know, for our school, for things, you know, for, to eat and all that stuff. Yeah. Then he helped my sister move there. Eventually, like a couple of years after she did it. Okay. And then like 10 years after he left, it was my turn. It was always known that <laughs> I would go to the, to the States. Like I, I never really uh, had a choice in it. It was just sure. like, okay, you're going to end up in the States. We're all going to end up there. Did you want so to go? My dad like, comes... Would you have chosen not to if, if the know, choice is up to you? I knew the opportunity. I knew how much more opportunities I would have there. Like I've seen people in Peru, they're very talented. They go to school, they, they, they get their diplomas and whatnot, but then they're working in like something completely different or like, you know, minimum, make minimum wage and like a different, like a waiter or like a whole completely different, yeah, than what they go to school for. Like, I mean, some and make that a lot of like cool make it, but like it takes way more than doing it in the States. So I was, I always had that in mind and I like, and I wanted to help my mom and I wanted, I, I always had this uh, goal that I wanted to bring my mom back what she had from her dad because mm -hmm. she grew up being have being very comfortable yeah. but she lost all of that yeah so then she's parents being very poor yeah so i want her to bring it back to that to like to like being very comfortable so yeah. like so like i i it was my turn 19 years old it was my turn to move here and i did it I like i came to new jersey uh with my i live with my sister for a little bit and i live with my brother for a little bit uh he got me a job at his restaurant so i work at the restaurant as a buzzer because my uncle used to work there too and then he got sick so i covered for him for a little bit and then i just kept it because it was good money at the same time i also work at a shop right uh supermarket and like in okay. the produce department that's all i learned in Sp uh, english by okay. working in the in the supermarket because it was funny nobody in there spoke english spanish i mean <laughs> so like there was one asian guy that spoke a little bit spanish uh. and he was to be the one that would guide me be like oh you gotta do this you gotta do that with his broken spanish and he was like like one of hilarious men like uh but thanks to him i learned that i needed to learn english like he would make that clear to me he said like, you need to learn english you want to be successful you need to learn english you want to be successful you want to you have to learn english so by necessity i was okay i'm gonna learn english so i never watched tv in anything but english always with the closed captions all i changed my music to like only listening to music in english i would translate lyrics of, of songs from english to spanish from mm. spanish to english nice like uh i would try to talk to people in english even though it was broken i would always like i would still like, try to talk to them in english and they you know get get it get, get out like order even order food you know even if i miss that like i would I, I call and order food like, like people always sometimes hate it like what <laughs> yeah yeah but like, okay I, I just try so like six six months in i was already speaking english like, you know like i go like nice. they'd be very conversational and, and did that so uh i wanted to be a waiter because the buses make more they make decent money but the waiters made the most money yeah but that restaurant didn't want me to be a, a waiter the owner uh said thought i wasn't ready so i was like well i want it right so I'm i i went to the mall and print a bunch of uh, resumes and start giving it to everybody i want to be a waiter uh -huh. so i went to every single restaurant in the mall and gave them my, my resume so I, the last restaurant that i'm going to they they were actually not open but they were about to reopen and the general manager got my resume he said oh you have italian restaurant experience yeah so i was about to be an italian restaurant and i yeah, yeah 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 he said oh why don't you come for orientation today sure yeah it's in the hotel so they were doing orientation for this restaurant they were reopening at that moment, he already hired me and I didn't even know. So I went to orientation and I didn't know that I already had the job and I was just literally orientation. Yeah. <laughs> so like I was there like in this Italian restaurant and my English is super broken. Yeah. <laughs> but like it's still like, I'm a, yeah, I'm a waiter. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm ready. <laughs> so it's like, I just made sure that my uniform was always perfect. I learned the menu inside and out and out and I would just like try to pay really attention to the table. So I would go to the tables and like whatever they would see, like I would, I would look at the menu so they would point out of it and I would really pay attention and 
and just write down what sounded the most possible to me. Yeah. So even if it wasn't that, so and then if I if I couldn't find it, I would just go to another way and repeat. Hey, what would you think would be this be? And just repeat the <laughs> word. And they're like, oh, and they're like, oh, okay, that's that. And like, oh, thank you. And especially for drinks, because I, yeah. I I didn't know anything. I'm like, I don't know what a cosmopolitan is. I don't know like a martini, whatever. So then I would just write down and go to the bartender. What does this mean? Like, oh, okay, but <laughs> that's how I did it. But eventually, I actually got good at it. The to a point that the general manager he would use me for examples and it was always really funny because we have a, a pre-shit meetings and he would be like daniel i don't understand one word he says but he sells <laughs> and he sells more than everybody so i like him <laughs> i mean, like it's like like he would do that so many times like, I, I, don't, I don't i don't understand what he says <laughs> he's, he's what was your key to selling was it the fact that you were paying such close attention and that you were i, the, like, I was really good at the menu Okay. I, I, I was really good at the menu and I have a really good present. Like I always had like my, my, my share was super clean. I was like, you know, I tried to like walk around, like I knew what I was doing. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I just talked to people with confidence and be like, oh yeah, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. Yeah. And it's like, I, like, I was good, <laughs> you know? Nice. And it clicked and it like, like they made me a trainer for all the way. There was like right away, like maybe like six months in. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it was fun. Amazing. So from there, I just kept on like escalating in different restaurants. So like I would just get jobs at restaurants that would make me more money. So sure. I worked to, like from Italian to a seafood restaurant. Then I went to this uh, restaurant in New Jersey that's a very fancy steakhouse. And I got experience there, but I actually ended up being fired from something really stupid. But when I got fired from there, I was like, okay, I work in restaurants all this time. I'm very close to New York City, like a 30 minute, 45 minute bus ride. Yeah. And they make the most money as waiters. They've had the okay. best restaurants. Had the best. So I was like, I'm, I'm going to do that. I want to be a waiter in New York City. So I did the same thing. I printed a bunch of resumes and I went to the city and I dropped my, my resume everywhere. Yeah. And I happened to go to this very famous state house and I dropped my resume. And then, then that night, somebody calls me, which was the GM from the first restaurant that I wore, the Italian restaurant, uh-huh. one of the GMs. And he goes, Daniel, did you just apply at this place? And I, yeah, I did. He said, well, I'm actually the general manager of the one in DC, but I trained the manager in G- the GM in New York. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to call him and going to tell him to give you an opportunity. So like, nice. that was it. Like the next day I went, I have an interview with the GM, they hired me on the spot. And then from there, uh, I was, I was, it was really good. Like this way, that was, that's a way they're making like $85,000 a year. Really? It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it was awesome. You must have been so working then, crazy hours though as well, right? No, I was working like five days a week or four days a week. Yeah. And then like, like you will get there like 5, 4 p.m and leave by like 9 30 10 p.m it wasn't okay. bad at all it was That's a really right. expensive restaurant so like uh you make really good money yeah but then uh so later on i got in a, in a serious relationship so i decided that i needed a, a real job yeah so i Uh-oh. i asked the, the <laughs> general, <laughs> i asked the, re, the regional manager of the restaurant i was like i want to be a manager i decided i'm gonna be a manager i'm gonna take a pickup to be a manager because they make less than the waiters sure said, okay so the guy got me an interview uh my grammar wasn't good so i actually asked my ex-girlfriend to write an, a very nice reading email as if I wrote it so we can send it to like you know like a cover letter so we can send it to over there so yeah to, so they could consider me then we did that I got a recommendation from the manager and I, and I did a couple of really good interviews and I got yeah. hired as a, as a as a restaurant manager I took a $25,000 pay cut I think or something like that wow that's a big cut <laughs> but, I know but I actually once I got there as a manager I got I became the beverage director like six months after okay and then I noticed that the, the sales manager which is the person that in that particular restaurant they have four different private dining rooms mm. and this person's job was to sell them 
and to, uh, you know, sell them for private parties. And she would get a commission of all the parties, like uh, 3% of all the parties, 2% of all the parties, which is really good money. Uh, so, and she will work at nine to five in the restaurant business, eat in the restaurant and all this stuff. This is the job that I want. I, like, I want to do this. So then later on, like maybe like, a couple of months after she puts her two weeks and she gets like, you know, she leaves. And I was like, I want this. And I and I pushed for it really hard. My GM pushed for me, the AGM pushed for me. I did a couple of interviews and I got that job, which is, nice. was like, the job that you wanted so i got back to almost a hundred thousand dollars a year uh. in like in like a, in the span of a year of being a manager and this job was really good like i would get there my job started at 10 in the morning from 10 to 5 6 p.m sitting in an office eating restaurant food all i had to do was answer <laughs> phone calls <laughs> yeah i could eat like yes yeah, like you will get to order from the menu it was, it was amazing oh, man. and all i had to do was answer phone calls and emails. Yeah, that was, that was the whole thing. And my, my grammar was wasn't still really good, so I downloaded Grammarly, and then they gave me access to the email of the previous person because it's the the corporate email for sales, right? Yeah. And I went through every single email, and I read like the possible questions that people would ask, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I made templates of how she answered all of these different questions. Uh-huh. So I have bookmarks uh-huh. with templates of like, like oh, if they ask me this, I answer with this email, and I would just copy yeah, and paste yeah, it yeah. and add a little bit, and that's how I got by. Right. But at the end, I was sitting in an office answering phone calls and emails all day. Yeah. From being away there for like 10 years, being on the floor, talking to people, moving all the time. I was miserable. Yeah, I bet. Because like, so, so you seem like a all. social guy, right? So you were enjoying yeah, so being out. It was connecting so with bad. Like, yeah, definitely. I would actually get up and for go walk to the kitchen for coffee like several times a day just to have the conversation with the with the cooks, the conversation with the waiters, just walk yeah. around and talk to people because I would get so bored. So it got to the point that the uh, one of the directors of the company was busy and he's like, Daniel, uh, you, you you don't look happy. Like, is everything happening? Is everything okay with you? And I'm like, you know what? You're right. I, I don't want to work anymore i quit <laughs> it just came out about, like that <laughs> like that <laughs> at that point i have an idea of a business but i haven't done like anything to it or like very very little to it yeah uh, and i was like no, I, I can't i can't do it i was like and he said what it's like he convinced me to stay for like it was like september so he wanted me to stay until december because december was the busiest sure. time of the season and to train the next person i said yeah but i negotiated it. i do it but i work from home on mondays and fridays and he said yeah so it was awesome so like for like three months or two months i was like working Three days in the office, two days from home, and I was yeah. uh, working on on my next thing. So what I wanted to do, actually, let's rewind a little bit. First, I actually saw the cleaning company idea from Rohan. You know how okay. Rohan did uh, the entrepreneur ride along thing a really long time ago. Yeah, I saw that live. Oh wow! As he was doing it, and okay. I had it. I was like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna do something like this. But then. I actually got into e-com and I said, you know, actually, I want to do an e-commerce. Yeah. So I went from to a startup wooden watch company. Okay. You know, like uh, watches made out of wood, like watches from uh, China that just like relabeled and, you know, like made some modifications to the watches. And I wanted to do that. Yeah. So that's what just I Just before you I... jump into that, just before we jump into that, yeah. how come, did you at any point think that you would stay in hospitality and maybe set up your own joint, set up your own restaurant? Uh, no, that thought crossed I your never... mind? Were... I never consider opening my own restaurant. Uh, I think opening your own restaurant takes so much from you and it takes so many hours to work. Like like I've seen many restaurant owners, you're working there Monday to Sunday. You've got to get there like nine in the morning, be there until close in 11 p.m. Yeah. So it, it's it's not an easy life. I will invest money in a restaurant at this point or later on in life sure. where I could go and put some of my input, use some of my experience, but I wouldn't buy a restaurant that I would have to run myself and be 
pressing in there. And the, do you yeah. still have your swipe file of all those responses? Because I'm sure they they would be valuable to anyone to, to, any, to any restaurant. <laughs> I actually manager, don't because right? I, I actually have it saved in the same email, so I'm pretty sure it went to the okay. next person. <laughs> so they yeah, probably yeah, have yeah. it. <laughs> <Nice> <laughs> templates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. So econ. Uh, so, yeah, so, so like, you set up an econ. So like, so yeah. While I was doing the finishing my last few weeks of the restaurant i started focusing on this this wooden watch company mm. and i actually decided to i'm not gonna get a new job i just gonna do this i'm gonna yeah. do this for i had some money saved and i said i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna make this successful the person that i saw on on whatever i learned from i said oh this person made forty thousand dollars in their first month like, oh man <laughs> if i make eight and set i'm gonna be good <laughs> i'm gonna make eight i made like 200 dollars the first month <laughs> like, it was like so bad i saw like two watches maybe like, like, was, like i didn't know what it was <laughs> Do it at all. I was like, I, I thought like I, I'm that kind of person that like, oh, somebody else is doing it. They're doing well. I can do, yeah. I can do a bit of that, and I'll be fine. I was like, but like, no, I'm the same. Like, I'm the same. So yeah, it's like I started. I kept. I wanted to make it successful, so I I, I tried for a little long time. Uh, but I ended up I had to. I ended up having to go back to be a waiter to put mon- to have money to like continue live okay. and try the, the the wooden watch company. Yeah, that will say though from that company I learned the most because I didn't want to hire anybody for anything. Sure. So I bought a camera. I bought the cheapest camera equipment that I could possibly find. Yeah. And I did everything myself. So I created the website myself. I took all the pictures. I edited all the pictures. Or like I negotiated with the people in China. So uh, the logo, I paid for somebody to do the logo, but everything else was me. So How I did you learn all those skills? Of... What what resources did you use to learn? YouTube videos. Okay. For the camera, I learned, um, I just watched some YouTube videos on the settings, like yeah. the best settings for different locations. So, because it was a DSLR camera. So, and I didn't know anything at all. So yeah. I just like try different settings and I would go with the watches in a backpack and walk around the whole city. And now anytime they would see something, oh, this looks interesting. I would put the watch there, bring the camera, take a bunch of pictures with all the different settings until it looked good nice. and do it all again. Like one yeah. time I walked from like 14th Street to like 105th and Street all the way in New York. Like just, and it was like a straight shot. I would go like street to yeah, street. Yeah, zigzag like, Look at, yeah. So like I'm, I'm taking like, I think I saw it's like 30,000 pictures in like a span of a few months. Yeah. So that's how I learned photography. Same thing with like okay. creating the website. I did it myself following YouTube videos, editing Photoshop, which is like, I love Photoshop. It's one of my favorite skills. Yeah. I learned Photoshop through YouTube videos. Okay. And like this guy would teach how to get rid of the sky. Okay. I would bring <laughs> another picture and try that. How to like do this. And I would just think that's how I learned. So yeah. Then from that company... It never really took off, but yeah. then I got some personal stuff going on and I put it on the back burner. Then I got cancer, which was a super mild cancer, like the easiest cancer in the world to beat, right? I actually found it myself too, which is pretty well. And I dropped, okay. I dropped something heavy, like I don't know where it was <laughs> yeah. at. <laughs> that came out of left so, yeah. field. Sorry, how, sorry. How, uh, how um, damn, okay. I was, so one Tell day me a little uh, bit I, was about next to my, I was next to my girlfriend in bed and I was going like this because I, and I felt like something, a ball. And I said, I think there's something here. I said, oh, well, I have a checkup coming up. So why don't you, uh, I'm going to tell the doctor, right? Yeah. And prior to that, there's a very famous Reddit post of somebody on Reddit seeing a picture of somebody and telling, hey, you shouldn't get your neck checked because you have something in your neck. Mm. And from remembering that post, I was like, well, I remember this guy saying something on Reddit. So I'm going to get it checked because I think it might be something, right? Okay. So I go to the doctor and I explained it. And he's like, oh, yeah, okay. We're going to do an uh, ultrasound. He said, if it's bigger than two centimeters, uh-huh. We had to do something about it. 
if yeah. it's below that, we don't have to do anything about it. I said, oh, okay. So they go and did the thing, and it was like about two and a half or three. Mm. So he said, okay, we, he said, we need to take it out. Said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> said, but prior to that, the lady, one of the associates there, he's like, you should try this. You get watercress, radish, and onion, and you blend it together, you juice it, and you uh. drink that twice a day, and that's going to reduce it. Okay. That was the most <laughs> disgusting thing you could possibly eat. <laughs> I did it for like I a can't few days. That I, that I, I, absolutely, I cannot do this. Okay, okay. It was so bad. It was like it's like it's like eating a raw onion and radish and workers. It's like not even good. Yeah, none of yeah. those things. <laughs> so so yeah. So like um, I spent like a whole year going to the doctor. Like they took my blood like twenty different times. They like did a bunch of tests. Uh, but when I talked to my doctor, he's like, "Listen, you had nothing to worry about. I do about three hundred of these surgeries uh, a a year. Yeah. This uh this uh this is a very common surgery you'll be all right you can even see the scarf like he was a really really good doctor and i said okay i'm not going to worry now when they got into it though they did find out that the mine was already three centimeters and there were like nine lymph nodes that were cancerous so they took all of that stuff out so mm. it was a good time and i was like it was, it was a good time for me to find out yeah, and yeah. spread anywhere and now like i'm on a fair year of being cancer free like i get checked out my whole body every now and then every okay. few years so yeah so that that's the that story <laughs> wow okay so you had a little cancer interval in between your econ beers and going back to um, exactly. to waitering and and yeah. then what happened so uh i had to put it aside uh, like i didn't pay as much business uh, attention to the business as i should have mm. so i just left it and then covid came ah okay yeah so that was uh, actually not, not necessarily covid came they actually uh i spent a little bit of time doing um social media management for restaurants okay that was the next thing i wanted to do so two guys that work with me and i created this little social media management agency that we would take pictures of the restaurant and post for them and instagram the food and whatnot and it so happened to uh when we just got started it so happened that this girl that used to work with me in another restaurant has opened a little cafe in New Jersey. And she posts uh, something like, oh, because anybody help me with like Facebook ads or something on my website. And I'm like, I message her immediately. Oh, I, I got you. I got this company. I just started. We get you like, and she said, oh, why don't you come and talk to my husband? So I got the two guys and we got together. We went on a meeting and we like brainstormed. We like, we, said, we need to get this customer. It's going to be our first customer, a calling call. And then like we started studying the town all around it, like the different restaurants. We came in prepared with the statistics, talked to them, <laughs> and, like, you know, ready. And actually, they 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 hire us okay it's like a super 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 cheap um project that didn't last a lot like okay we didn't there were different differences and it didn't work so uh the other two guys got out of it and i just kept it for myself i kept okay. doing it for a couple of years a couple of months and then we were like all of us work in the same restaurant which is a, a multi-million restaurant with like five different locations or six different locations and i was like you know what i'm gonna get them to hire me I was, I was sort of mad of those guys. And I wanted to prove it that I could do it. And I could yeah. do it really well. So I said, you know what? I'm going to get this part. So I came up with a plan to do it. I talked to uh, one of the directors that knew me, worked with me. I said, you know what? Can you give me, can you like give me an interview? I want to I wanna do this. And I, I went to the restaurant outside the restaurant nine, took a picture of the restaurant and edited it really well. I sent it to her. So I said, look, this is some sort of what I can do. And I sent her all of the pictures I already had from the little Italian restaurant. And then I went to the, to the beverage director and I knew that he was super proud of his drinks. So I actually did a, a photo shoot for drinks in my house, created a bunch of different drinks. I did a photo shoot and I sent an email to him too. I said, this is what I can do. And and they got me an interview with this girl that was like the one deciding uh, who would get the, the next social media manager. 
that uh, the, before the interview, I prepared myself. I knew she was going to look over my computer. Yeah. So I organized my computer to make it seem like I was <laughs> super detailed, like folders of everything. You know, like I had like super, like maybe 10 fake folders in there that I just go through like with it. <laughs> just to make it look like I have something, a lot of stuff going on. And I, and I have a really good interview with her and we're talking. But during the interview, at the end of the interview, she didn't seem like super soul. And I was like, is there something that I haven't shown you that will make you doubt that I can do the work? And yeah. she was like, well, you know what? Our restaurants are very beautiful. We put a lot of effort into them. You haven't shown me any indoor pictures. And she was okay. right. But so happens that somebody calls her over. And I have my camera with me. Yeah. So she's standing at the end of the bar. I grab my camera and I snap a picture of her and the background and the whole bar around her. And I uh-huh. edit the picture on the spot. But mm. then she gets back. I showed her, this is what I can do for indoors. And she was blown away. She's like, did you just do that? And I'm like, yeah, I did that. Oh, wow. And I was, and I was it. And from there, I got that job. I got, I got, I became the, the social media management for this five concept, $10 million a year, or $50 million a year, something restaurant. And those two guys were still working there. <laughs> <laughs> was but that enough for you to thing. quit was that enough for you to quit or we, no no it wasn't and COVID it came game. like three months okay COVID came like three months after and like the whole thing ended and that that's when i when COVID came i decided that i will rebuy the watch look that is uh it's a fascinating backstory so obviously COVID came impacted uh the social media dominance that you were going to start so where did you go from there what what happened when when we all went into lockdown yeah not even that i was at the time working in restaurants as well but COVID yeah. came so you can't work in a restaurant. So I had no job, right? And I was like, but I still have a bunch of watches left. Okay. You know, because I paid for inventory. I wasn't drop shipping. I bought watches. So I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this work. So I, I actually came to Twitter, to Money Twitter. That's what actually around the time that I came on to Money Twitter. Uh-huh. So I started learning about how to get rid of the watches. I, I followed the, the Utopia, the Wizard of the Commerce. Yeah. Utopia, I got a few ebooks. I just like, kept on learning uh, and I wanted to continue to get rid of it. So I focused on Facebook ads okay. and I created a really, I ended up being successful with, with Facebook ads and got rid of all the watches. I got rid nice. of it for cheap, but I got rid of all the watches. Sure. And then uh, I had to be, there was a time on the, during COVID they, they opened the restaurants back. So yeah. I was able to work. I, work in, I went back to work in a restaurant in between one now. Then uh, my relationship ended oh, right at the so beginning of COVID. Uh. So, uh, so I was living there during COVID by myself, in an apartment in Brooklyn that I have to spend a lot of time with this woman and and like you know working in a restaurant and I'm trying to get rid of the watches or getting rid of the watches and then once this once this restriction easing up uh I came to Puerto Rico in my family okay so it was like February maybe like two years ago and I was with my sister my two cousins and a friend of mine and another friend we all came to Puerto Rico and I was walking around Puerto Rico one of the beaches remember this very clearly with my friend just the two of us and working and I look at him and like I think I'm gonna move here He's like, what do you mean? He's like, I, I think I want to move here. There's nothing stopping me from doing it. Yeah. You know? So I go back, we got back to the group and I tell everybody, I'm going to move here. I'm going to move to Puerto Rico. I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, you know, sure, you're going to do it. <laughs> I got back to New York and I got go to my whiteboard. I still have a picture somewhere of this whiteboard. And I wrote down how much money I will need to survive in Puerto Rico for six months without doing anything. Uh-huh. Without any anything that at all, you know? And, and I wanted to come here and focus on the business. So I did that. That was February. I was living here in June. So it was February to June. I got rid of all my stuff in between. I just gifted all my stuff away. And I have a plan. I'm going to Puerto Rico and I'm going to do a lead generation agency. Yeah. I was ho- focusing. I started by focusing on HVAC, which was a huge mistake. And then I went to, into um, hair transplant places that yeah. I was doing, uh, wanted to catch a day for lead generation. And then I actually bought uh, a car for Turo. My girlfriend and I, my new girlfriend and I got two of them now. 
that we put on tour. So that gave me some money. I was living, I'm still living here. My girlfriend was living in New York. I was going to New back and forth every month to New York. And she was coming here every month too. But I didn't want to waste my time in cleaning my apartment, mm. the, the apartment that was there. So I, was, I found a cleaning lady. <laughs> so I, was, I, I, I like the, the owner of the apartment found me a cleaning lady. It was a, it's a very small apartment, but I still wanted a cleaning lady. So, uh, so you know, like she goes and cleans my apartment and see how much she charges. And so it was very little and how much time she it took her, which was a lot of time. So I was like, oh, well, she should charge way more than this. Well, and then later on, I mean, like my, my computer, like I'm facing and I'm like, I think I'm going to fuck around and I start a cleaning company. Thanks to Daniel for joining us on the Growth Lab podcast and thanks to you guys for listening make sure you check out part two of this interview next week when we dive into how daniel started his cleaning business built his team how he acquires customers and also gains social proof from the clients that he serves you can access the show notes and resources via the link in the episode description and if you enjoyed this episode please share it with others who you think will find it useful across social media or leave a rating and review on whatever podcast platform you listen to you can also follow me on twitter and instagram at i am underscore matt Harris, that's M-A-T-T-H-A-R-R-I-S, to catch all the latest from the Growth Lab and how to generate more contract opportunities for your cleaning business. See you next time. And remember, if your cleaning business isn't growing, it's dying.